Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Now. Welcome to another nail-biting episode of SFP Now. Um, our special guest, who will be joining us in a few moments um, this week, is uh, Lucy Griffiths, who's uh, best known perhaps for her roles in Robin Hood, True Blood, and most recently, of course, Preacher, in which she plays the organist and um, and Jesse's uh, right hand, um, as it were, Emily. So, without further ado, let's get straight to the interview. like to welcome uh, Lucy Griffiths to the show. Um, how are you doing? Oh, well, thanks. Well, um, I'd just like to say it's great having you on the show. Um, and I guess yeah. the first question I, I, I have for you is, uh, how, how do you actually get into the acting? Is, is it something that you always wanted to do? Not always, always. But I did lots of community theatre and youth theatre when I was younger. And that's how I got into it, really. I did acting classes and... One of the youth productions I did was directed by David Yellowow and his agent from London came to watch it and um, said that, that he would, well, I mean, it was a bit more of a longer story, but it, it basically he, he took me on and started sending me out for auditions. Oh, cool. Um, well, one of the first, one of the very first shows I seen you in uh, was uh, perhaps Robin Hood. Uh, yeah. Which I really enjoyed as a modern interpretation, but I, I was kind of I was kind of sad to see your Marion, you know, get killed in in the Canals of season two. And mm-hmm. one of the things I want to ask is, did you actually know that she was going to be killed off when 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 you took the role on? Because I understand it was always meant to be just three years for that show. Yeah, um, yeah, um, I didn't know, and you're right. It was it was supposed to only be three years, uh, and. Um, you don't know, well, I mean, I, I, maybe sometimes you, you, you know things, but for that series, we knew what was happening in the first episode because we all read it before we auditioned. And after that, I don't think anybody, I don't think any of the actors knew who knew what was going to happen. Um, the guy who played um, well, an actor called William Beck, it's so long, I can't remember his character name, it was 10 years ago to be fair to me, but it's not great. Anyway, he um, knew that he was going after, I think, three episodes. He knew he was going to get killed because he he didn't, he, he, was, he only wanted to do three episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of the others 
none of us knew what was going to happen to us because it wasn't like, oh, um, here's this part, um, sign a contract for three years, you'll be in it for three years, and it will continue for three years. It was, here's, here's the role, sign this contract that, that has you committed to us for three years if we want you for three years, and if the series runs for three years. Because if it wasn't very successful, I guess it would have finished after one year, and that, you know, that would have been it. But because, because it was, it obviously went on. Um, and they, they have those contracts in place because I think a lot of the time they don't know what, what they're going to write. And so they need the options open to them. Literally, they call them options. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I really liked you. I really liked your take on on the character, by the way, and um, it oh, was. I just thought it was really. So un, I thought it was unusual that that Marion would get killed, because they usually oh, wind right. up together, yeah. don't they? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah it, well, I was surprised. I mean, you don't really imagine them. Um, kind of, you don't really imagine that happening. But perhaps that was one of the. I mean, the, thanks for the compliment and the way it was um, played. It really was all in the writing. Um, it don't, I mean, it, it sort of there wasn't really any other way to play it really because it's because of the way it was written. It was very specific and um, you know clear. And I, um, I think Dominic Minghella, who wrote that script, knew exactly what he wanted and knew exactly what those characters were supposed to be, which which you know meant that they got exactly that and they got exactly what they needed. And it, it made it easy for me to know what to do really. Um, but but going back to um, what you said, yeah, about being surprised, I I I, I know what you mean because yeah, I, I I was surprised. I mean, I didn't know. Mm. I always imagined, you know, you would just imagine them being together. But maybe that was one of the reasons why they wanted to separate them off. In fact, I think it was like I think it was sort of you know not not sticking to the story for the sake of meeting expectations. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in contrast to Marion, you got to do something yeah. a, a lot more Machiavellian in the you know in 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 your role for True Blood. Um, how did that role come oh, about yeah. for you, and uh, what was it like for you to work with uh, with Alexander Skarsgård and, and 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 the cast of that show? Because it's you know that that was another fantastic show. Um, yeah, well, um, I got the audition um, from my UK agent, and um, I just went up and I did one take for it. And um, in my experience, like in my experience, I, I tend to be more likely to get roles if I'm in person auditioning. But this was um, one of the times when I got a role from sending a tape in, and I think I think they were just I think I was just what they were looking for, um, or 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 you know they weren't sure exactly, and um, I just seemed like they just kind of bought into what I was doing, um, so that was how I got it. And um, it was really good fun working with those people, uh, and I just—it was—it um, was—it was surprising experience in that I was made to feel so extremely welcome and so extremely um, in- included. And that's not to say that I haven't been in other jobs. Um, it's just that in most of the other jobs I've done. I've, I've started the series, if it's been a series, or if it's been a film. You know, everyone started at the same time, is my point. Um, 
So on this, it was five series in and I was a newcomer. Um, and in fact, it was four seasons in. This was the fifth season. And mm-hmm. I thought that there might be, I thought it just might take a bit longer to um, get to be part of the group because obviously people have um, been forging relationships you know, over a four-year period, and they, well, I expected them to have got very close and to have come very kind of easy in one another's company. You know, um, almost a bit like family or very close group friends, and and they were they were close and they did know each other very well. And and I thought that in that environment, it would be only natural to to just for things to just take a bit to take a bit of time to be kind of like integrated into that group. But from day one, um, Stephen Moyer particularly, and all of them. And it's, it's just, I say him because he was the first person, the second person who sat down in the chair next to me, in the makeup chair. But um, the people were just really welcoming and, and um, seemed really happy to have me there and, and made me just feel very special, really, and important. And um, it was it was, it was was cool. And what else about that? Well, I can't remember. It was just a good, it was a good fun up there. I was mm-hmm. going to say something else. I've actually forgotten what it was. Well, you know, when when I watched it and watched you in it, you seemed to fit in, you know, very, very quickly. Um, you know, oh, it, was, it was almost yeah. like you'd always been there. Oh, well, uh, that, that makes sense because that's how they made me feel. Um, that's how that's really how I felt. And um, I think also because they're quite, uh, there's quite a mashup, like a bit of an international mashup. You know, like Brian's from Australia, Anna's from New Zealand. Alex is from Sweden, you know, and so I think everyone was a bit of a a foreigner (laughs) and everyone was away, far away from home. So people had that in common and I think there was a a, a sort of an atmosphere of, you know, welcome and home away from home. Mm. Everyone looking after everyone else. (laughs) Um, Your latest show, of course, uh, Preacher, um, it's your second journey into a into a comic book series. Uh, what attracted you to Preacher, and uh, what specifically spoke to you about the role of Emily? I I was to- I was told the script was good by all my uh, representation, and that that's a big thing because they read a lot of scripts and they read a lot of good scripts. So uh, you know, for them to say something's good must mean they think it's like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, I, so that was my first audition. Um, I, I, I thought I could under, I felt like I could do a good job of um, playing the character before auditioning because, I don't know, um, she just made sense to me. And she seemed, it seemed quite straightforward. Not that she was a straightforward and simple character, but just that it was, again, I think it was just clear who she was. And I've known, you know, I know people in my life who have raised children on their own, um, at least for some period of time. And I just thought that I had seen, I'd seen a little bit of what that's like mm-hmm. um, and and that I, I maybe didn't have an understanding of what it was like, but maybe had a bit of a, like, appreciation for, well, at least what it seemed like to me and some of the realities involved. Um, I mean, my, it's a very small cross-section of people I'm talking about, but... Um, so there was that, and then after I did the first audition, I heard that Joseph Gilden would be in it. Uh, I didn't know what role he would be playing, I don't think, but that really attracted me to the project because I'd seen Joseph in a film years, like 10 years before, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know I'd been quite struck by the, the character that he was playing, and um, it, you know it was an inter- it was inter- I was interested to, to watch. I thought you know, this is someone that's interesting to watch, and 
Um, and I'd also heard things about him professionally, which, um, you know, I thought were impressive. And I just thought that it would be, I just, it just seemed like I would be in good company. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to agree. I mean, Joseph Gilgan, he, he's absolutely brilliant as Cassidy. You know, a, a song like, he, he's song like, for me, he's one of the standout characters. Mm-hmm. In, in the series, um, but in in moving moving back onto your your character of Emily, uh, one of the most recent episodes I've seen, you got to do a bit of bonding with a uh, Tunip. Um, are we going to see that relationship develop as the series moves forward? Because I, I really enjoyed the, the the scene where 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 you you two were kind of getting to know each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> you do see more of us together. Mm-hmm. We are. So, yeah. so it does develop. Yeah, you do see more of us. Mm. Is is it is it kind of like a good development, or is it sort of like uh, is Tulip kind of going to lead Emily um, off off the uh, off the path, as it were? Um, what what sort? Oh. Who's ha- who's going to have an influence over who? I think I think it's up to you whether it's a good development or not. <laughs> whether you like him, <laughs> you can be the judge of that. <laughs> okay, um, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to sort of like not not to dig for spoilers. So, you know, I'm trying to sort of think of ways to not dig for spoilers, but so sort of give people um, oh, you know, an right. idea. Did she lead her off, off the path or something? Um, gosh. Uh, I'm thinking you're talking about the scene where um, oh, look, you're talking about the scene where they're at the, ta- the table together, aren't you? That's one, yeah, and uh, and Tony yeah, Pop yeah, is yeah. the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just checking. I was just checking. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I wouldn't say that. Like, I don't know. Emily's kind of. I, do you know what? Like, I don't. I wouldn't say that Tulip leads her off a path. I mean. I think all of the characters, uh, and maybe this is the same with all drama, that they're all quite on their own path. I think particularly um, Emily, because she's a bit of a loner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't really think it's possible to... I don't. I think they've, they've all sort of gone past that stage where they can be led astray, if you like. I mean, they're all, they're all grown up. And um, I suppose they could influence each other. I think that they're, they're kind of all doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, like it's it's kind of like it's an interesting uh, dy- dynamic because Tulip's kind of got, you know, had a bit of a troubled past, and and she's probably got the most mm-hmm. in common with Jesse in in that regard, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's just a you know interesting character study. Uh, um, did you read comics before before you went up for the role of of Emily on Preacher? Uh, no, uh, no, no. I mean, I'd read Constantine because I was in it, but no, apart from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sorry to see see you uh, go go from Constantine. Uh, what, why why was why was it that they took you out so soon? Uh, well, they did. <laughs> 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 so they just well, she she was going to she was going to or she was supposed to be day in think for well I know it's finished now but for like longer mm-hmm. um and then they obviously they obviously changed their minds and yeah wrote her out um at, at the end of episode one um and yeah sorry I don't, you know uh yeah they just that's just what they decided to be they're always they don't they're they're in they're in charge at the end of the day and it's Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was actually really hoping, you know, because I really enjoyed Constantine and I was really disappointed that it, it got cancelled. Um, I felt oh, like yeah. I felt like a lot of people that it was on the wrong network, um, that, that it should oh, maybe have been made okay. for cable. Um, but, uh, right. Mm. But I was kind of I was kind of hoping that they, they would have made more and uh, there would have been room for your characters to maybe come back. 
for 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 a stint. Yeah, well, yeah, because I, I think I've I've I think I go off. I'm not sure what happened at the end of the episode because it, it would have changed. But um, yeah, she wasn't dead, so yeah, who knows? I mean, but but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you've come up through theatre acting, um, and um, you know, mm-hmm. as someone, you know, I, I actually trained. Abraham Master did the BTEC National and and first diploma uh, in performing arts, and I'm, I, I, as such, I'm kind of curious to know if you have a, a favourite play or playwright you'd like to, you know, talk about a little. Yeah. Um, well. Well. Um, the first person who springs to mind is Jeff Butterworth. <laughs> uh, um, because I saw his play Jerusalem in London years ago, and it was one of one of the two probably best experiences I've had going to the theatre. And um, I don't really, I don't, it just it seemed very uh, convincing and very mm-hmm. real, real, you know, in in terms of my experience of the world and life and people. It seemed really believable and natural, and I think I like that style. Well, I obviously do, because I was just so um, transported by it. And I I think that I'm not really um, big into watching things. You know, I I love being in them um, and working on getting better at doing acting. (laughs) But, um, no, I wouldn't necessarily always go and watch everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't really always enjoy it. So it was. So I, my point is that I'm not really a big. It's not really my thing. And you know, considering that, for me to just be so thrilled and wrapped up by it was, I thought, kind of unusual and and must mean it was really really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. Um, I used to I used to play a lot of uh, a lot of football uh, back in the day, or I can't stand watching football. <laughs> So I, I can yeah, I can definitely yeah. relate there. Um, aside from Preacher, uh, do, do you have any film or theatre projects coming up that you can talk about um, that you may be doing during the break? Um, well, I did one just before the sorry d- during the break between the pilot and the actual series. I did this film called Well, it has a working title of Daraju, mm-hmm. which means better in Yoruba and it's an independent film about a young man who is of Nigerian origin but is American who lives in New York and um, it's it's about his he goes through a sort of transitional phase and um, it's about his relationship and, and him really and, and what it's like to be a man of Nigerian origin or particularly this man of Nigerian origin because he has quite the, the the film quite deals quite explicitly with his family mm-hmm. history and um, that comes into his experiences a lot. Cool. Just what it's like to be this guy in New York. Wow. And what's that called again? It, well, it's a bit difficult because it's called Daraju, but that's just a working title. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll probably find something about it on on IMDb at some point. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're only a week or so from the uh, from the season finale of a of, of Preacher. Um, so, given that we know that there is going to be a season two now, uh, what would you like to see happen with regards to Emily and her and her role in the series moving forward? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't 
have any, I, don't, I really don't have any, um, I wouldn't like to, well, that sounds like I don't want to see anything, but there's nothing that I would like or would want. I, I don't really ever think about it like that, probably because I know that I don't have any influence. So mm -hmm. it would be point like in my, it would be a pointless thing <laughs> in my head. I feel like it would be a pointless thing for me to spend time thinking about because I won't get to do what I want anyway. So I don't, I never, it doesn't occur to me. I've never even thought of it. Like literally never thought of it. You're like, you asking that question is the first time it even occurred to me. And even now you've asked it, I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, I, I just <laughs> thought, I just thought it might be something like, well, you, you, you get some actors that kind of lobby the riders that, you know, to say, well, we want yeah, this and do, that to happen. You and just, yeah, you no, know, I that's why I asked. Um, no, it's never occurred to me, I think, because I'm like, well, they're the writer and I'm the actress and, yeah, I don't know, just never, never, I don't know, I'm trying to think about other things I've done. I've, I've sometimes wondered, I've sometimes thought, like, I thought with the series gone by, I was like, oh, well, will Emily and uh, Preacher get together, um, you know, because she's kind of trying to after him and then I, I think I thought like well um I, I thought oh well her husband you know I just I just thought oh you know like I wonder what will happen but yeah I don't really think further than that mm -hmm. well you know w wondering what happens uh you know a good good part of the process as well um you know I guess Oh, um, so it's just like, so, so you kind of like, um, you, you're kind of a, a little bit more like us as the audience, as in we're all wondering what's going to happen. We've got all different scenarios playing out in our minds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like that. And I'm particularly like that. I do know of actors who, they want to know what's happening with their character, but, you know, um, and maybe, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe because obviously it's not real life and maybe it would it would be helpful to know that so that you can kind of build something into your character early on that makes what happens make sense mm -hmm. um um or you know and and but something and some people really just want to know and maybe they can't they just can't wait to find out but my i guess my the way i look at it i just think well you don't know what's going to happen in life real and obviously we're trying to make these characters realistic and convincing and so um to me it doesn't i think well i don't really need to know what's going to happen in my fake life either and you know the writers wouldn't i i trust that the writers wouldn't write something in that i didn't you know didn't correlate or didn't make sense with something that you've done before but i could understand if maybe an actor you know because you know there might be plenty of actors who trust the writers but they don't really want to they still want to know because maybe they think oh you know even though it even though it did it, it you know it didn't it did correlate it didn't stick out like you know there was continuity i i would have maybe liked to make a different choice in that being had i known so maybe that's what some people think but yeah i i i've never i've never been kind of desperate to know or anything Mm -hmm. um, just, I, yeah. So do you kind of like to be surprised by what's happening, you know, so you've got that same experience as, uh, as we are when we're watching it? Not really, not really, to be honest. I don't, I don't, you know, I just, I'm just, you know, it's more more simple than that. I'm just sort of happy to wait until they give it to me and they're ready when they're ready and that's when I'll read it. Okay. Well, um, Lucy, uh, thanks so much for your time. I've really enjoyed talking with you and I wish you the best of luck with Preacher okay. and, and or, 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 okay, or any future work you do. Um, so oh, I, thank you so much. Oh, you, you're welcome. It's been brilliant speaking <laughs> with you. Thank you. you. <laughs> And that was um, Lucy Griffiths uh, from Preacher. 
um, again I'd like to thank um, thank Siobhan for setting that up and um, also um, you know thank Lucy for the, uh, for the for the kind um, for the kind words and 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 her graciousness in giving up some of her time to do do this do this interview. Here at SFP now, I think we're pretty sure we um, got our priorities straight. Um, that's all for this week, folks. Um, we'll be back at you soon. We're taking a little break um, shortly. Um, it'll just be a couple of weeks, but you know we'll, we'll be back. And I'm pretty sure Marts will have some new stuff coming up uh, in terms of uh, genre entertainment to keep you entertained while we're off the air. Um, thanks as always for listening, and we'll be back at you soon. Bye.